1: Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Three balls, two strikes. Runner goes from first. The pitch is crushed. Way back to right. It is gone. Kyle
0: Schwarber demolishing that changeup. You think he didn't think that changeup was coming? He wasn't fooled even almost a little bit.
1: 16th home run of the season for Kyle Schwarber. It's a three-run
2: shot, and it's a 5 to nothing Phillies lead. Break up the Phillies, Jody Mack. Break them up. They're too good for the rest of the league.
1: Damn, this has been fun the last week, wouldn't you say, Glenn? Since you and I uh, did a show together, they've that's been it. okay. It.
2: People are wondering what's the key. I believe that's it. Reunion, <laughs> reunion. Uh, good morning, everybody. He is Jody McDonald. I am Glenn Mack. Now we are here until 1 o'clock for a festive three hours. Looking forward to... Talking to you, and yes, uh, we open with the obvious. The Phillies have won eight in a row. They have outscored opponents, Jody, seventy to twenty-four, during those eight games. They have slugged twenty-one homers in eight games. Twenty-one homers in eight games, and the big news, of course, is they are back to five hundred. My math, which I can't promise you, is. Correct, but it tells me they are just two and a half games out of that last playoff spot when you know ten days two weeks ago there was no hope Jody McDonald there is hope uh, six home games coming up uh, started last night against the Arizona Diamondbacks they have turned it around and I want to start if we may by talking about how they have how they have turned it around and um I'll let you go first. How, how in the world have they turned it around? Well, first things first, I'd like to thank
1: the Phillies for keeping it with nice, even numbers um, because, yes, they fell to a season low eight games under 500. Uh, that was uh, the last, the, before the last game that Joe Girardi managed, that was the seasonal low. And, oh, by the way, they've ripped off eight consecutive wins, so it's very easy. They're back to 500. I didn't think they could get back to 500 till maybe July and then make a push. Eight games later, they're back to 500, so thank you very much for making the math easy on all of us. Um, Glenn, what this tells me more than anything else is anyone who believes that emotion and feel and momentum and energy don't have a place in Major League Baseball, and you haven't watched the Phillies for the last Mm -hmm. eight days, that this is more than just oh the great moves by rob thompson and when you and i did the show together last week i told you um i know robbie a little bit because my father's known him for 35 years and uh he is a good baseball man and was the guy to take over for joe girardi smart decision by dave dombrowski i've watched all eight of these games has robbie made moves that just befy logic that have all worked out that this is some kind of managerial genius Of course not. He's he's a lot like Joe Girardi. He hasn't done much different than Joe Girardi did. The results are what's different. Why? Because the players picked it up. Guys are playing to what we expected them to play, what the back of their baseball card says they should be able to play to, and now they're achieving that. It, 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 Robbie has made a couple of moves that I really like, and I'm not sure that Girardi would have made. But I'm telling you, when I say a couple, I actually mean two. I don't know about you, but when I say a couple, it can be anywhere upwards of four or five. I no, have that's a, very, a few. Yeah, I say couple. I've uh, always cu- said
2: couple. You know what? It goes back Jody, to Jody? You, you and your wife are married, right? That makes yes. you a couple. There you go. I understand that. But when I was— Here as I know, there's not a third person
1: in that marriage. When I was, let's say, prior to the age of 18, when my mother would <laughs> didn't ask answer me. You did that one, did you? <laughs> uh, no, I moved right on. Uh, prior to the age of 18, when my mother would ask me, uh, I-, I-, I could tell you had some beer. How many did you have? Well, I had a couple. Well, a couple could be upwards of six, but that's no. how I would define couple. Is It's a relative number more than one, but uh, the upside uh, of it is debatable. Okay. Right. Uh, so I, I would I, say Funkin
2: Wagnalls, I won't
1: argue this with you. yeah, I, I might be taking dictionary <laughs> liberties there. Uh, yeah. Here's uh, my definition of a couple of Robbie Anderson. like two. There might be two decisions over the last eight games that Robbie Thompson made that I don't think Joe Girardi would have made. So that's two and eight games. they won all eight of those games. Well, what the hell else has changed? The energy, the the mojo the feel in the clubhouse, the emotion that the team's playing with. And that can come from just the change into itself, that you know that you cost the guy his job. You know that now the attention is going to be turned to you players who haven't been doing what they're supposed to be doing, and they've risen to the challenge, and they've gotten the job done and gotten back to the level they're supposed to be playing at, and lo and behold, we got an eight-game winning streak. All
2: right, I'll I'll, – Probably agree with you, and we'll get into those couple of moves coming up, because you're right, There's another revolutionary. He didn't, didn't bench three superstars and say, from now on, these guys are playing. Um, but they have gotten that momentum, and there was an interesting quote they had yesterday. Uh, I'm trying to remember what the situation was, but there was um, Arizona missed the opportunity for an— Oh, early on, Ketel Marte muffed a, an ending ender, yep. uh, double-play ground ball from—I think it was from Stubbs. And so then Schwarber comes up and he hits that bomb, which is, I think, the run that we just heard, right? Um, and Thompson had a quote after the game. He said, that's what happens when you're going good. When you're not going good, the next guy pops out, and then a strikeout, and you're out of the inning, but we're taking advantage of those situations for sure early. Harper on Thursday, this is before they beat Corbin Burns, and boy, that was they worked him. That was a good game, uh, said... As I told my buddy, it's just a different vibe now. We're playing our asses off. It is what it is, you know? Okay. I always hate it is what it is. Um, but is it a different vibe because they're winning, or is, are they winning because it's a different vibe? Did Joe Girardi's firing set things on the right path, or is Rob Thompson the, the reason for all this turnaround? And Harper had another quote that said, we needed to get going. Everybody knew that. It's just a different vibe. I think we're just playing good ball. right now. And they talked about the vibe and the vibe and the vibe. Yep. And this is one of the things that I have I've always disagreed with the argument that a manager wins or loses no more than five games a season. And that may be when it comes to putting in the defensive replacement at the right time or juggling his batting order or knowing when to pull his starter and all of that. May translate to five games a season, but the one manager I got to know when he was here was was Charlie Manuel. We did a show with Charlie, and I got to hang around with charlie and you know Jody Charlie was not the greatest strategic manager in the history of baseball when he first came to the national league he he was not he couldn 't really even do the double switch he was not good at explaining himself to fans and media he got you remember he got tagged with the nickname Elmer befuddled and and I was one of those people who early on just didn't believe in this guy and see it. But here's what Charlie knew to do. And this is, this is something that I really learned from watching him is so important. Uh, and you having been around baseball your whole life, I'm sure you see this. He created a loose, fun, but driven clubhouse where what became a team of stars never rebelled, never clashed never lost its energy, always played hard to win, never griped about playing time. I don't know Rob Thompson. You know him better than I do. Um, later in the show, we're going to have uh, John Heyman on, who knows Rob Thompson well from New York. Yep. And to me, making the switch brought an, it certainly brought an immediate energy to the team. But from what I hear, you know, from what Harper says, from, from what Schwarber says, it loosened them up immediately, and that's what a manager can do.
1: Um, Harper didn't use the term loosened them up. Um, and well, he said it, it
2: created a different vibe. Vibe, right.
1: Okay, which yeah, you can take several different ways. I don't care. All I care about is the vibe. Why the vibe is working, I don't know. Uh, I've talked to players over the years that have said after a manager got fired Yeah, it really made us look in the mirror. It made us feel bad. We cost the guy his job. Sometimes you have that one in a clubhouse. Sometimes a guy gets fired and they throw a party behind closed doors and everybody celebrates the fact that the Wicked Witch is dead. I don't believe that was the case with Joe Girardi, but I don't know how much of this is that they actually felt bad, uh, that they helped uh, get the guy uh, run out uh, out of his position, out of his office and uh, lose his job. But there might be some of that as well i just care about the results and the results are the vibe is adjusted and the vibe is better and they are uh playing with energy that i've not seen them play with you're right it's kind of a chicken and egg type thing which comes first does the good vibe bring the winning or does the winning bring the good vibe sometimes i go hand in hand and sure uh, you don't know which one comes first i'm okay with it either way glenn I, I'm not going to drive myself crazy trying to uh, analyze it one way or the other or ask each individual player why they picked it up over the last eight days. I'm just going to enjoy the vibe, and he ain't no uh, winning streak.
2: By the way, uh, he, um, he is chasing a record now, is Rob Thompson. The best, the all time best start for a manager. Boston Red Sox Joe Morgan, when he took over in 1988 for John McNamara, started at 12th. 12-0. and 0. Nice start. <laughs> you got a ways to go, but still, something to dream about. So you talk about the, you know, he's made a few changes.
1: By the way, for our, our millennial listeners, yeah, uh, not the Joe oh. Morgan, who was the superstar second right. baseman, former Philly, as a matter of fact, member of the Wheeze kids. Uh, no, this was a completely different Joe Morgan who started his managerial career 12-0. and 0.
2: Is this the Joe Morgan that pulled Pedro out of a game that he never should have pulled him out of <sighs> against the Yankees? Right, wasn't that him? I believe so, yes. The Brett Boone home run game?
1: Not uh, John
2: McNamara in 1986. Uh, who? Uh, no, no, no. That was another screw Mets <laughs>
1: win the World Series.
2: Uh, the Red Sox have had a couple of those uh, guys. Oh, God, yes. Okay. Before Boston started winning championships every single year. Well, when By the got, way, they're getting the when, duck boats ready for the Celtics again.
1: Uh, except for last night when the Celtics yeah. couldn't buy a basket in the last two minutes. Uh, all the Red Sox had to do was hire Joe McDonald to be a scout for them. And then they ripped off all, the, all those World Series
2: in a row. Yeah. Um. Okay. So let me. Uh, let's take a look here. Uh, the changes. You talk about any changes he has made. One is he's playing Bryson Stott. Now you can argue he's playing Bryson Stott because he has to. Out of necessity. Of the, out of necessity. Right. But Stott is doing pretty well. Nine for twenty-six with three home runs and nine RBIs. In May he got all of forty-three at bats. Not sure we give the manager credit for that, but nonetheless worked out well. And if I were
1: to, as I was just discussing, the reason behind the improved play, if you go to each individual player and put them on a uh, lie detector, why have you improved your game? I would bet Bryson Stott is one of those guys who actually felt really bad that Joe Girardi got fired because he's a youngster. He's never been through it before. Chances are he's never had a manager removed in a season when he's been managing, and he knows he looks at the stat sheet and sees he's hitting 175 and goes – Damn, I contributed this guy losing his job. He might be one of the guys. The, the grizzled veterans who've been, a, been in it before, been in the big leagues five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years. They've been through it, and they know it's part of the game, and it's a business and everything else. Young guy like Bryson Stott might just have been motivated
2: by the fact that he contributed to getting his manager fired. Maybe. Could be. I don't see a whole lot of difference in handling the bullpen, uh, right? We're still living and dying with Kniebel as a closer. Yeah, has it made night, that change yet?
1: After Kniebel struggled in the last game, loaded the bases with walks, they get
2: the last out,
1: but made everybody remember Mitch Williams. He comes right back with him again last night. So uh, yeah, that that that's what Girardi had done. He stuck with Kniebel. There was no thought or mentioning of someone else closing games from the Phillies clubhouse, and the new manager did it exactly the same way the old manager did.
2: Yeah, my sense on that is. You know, they paid able to come in and be the closer. The new manager comes in. He's not ready to rock that boat yet, right? That's That's my sense on that. If it continues to be problematic, maybe he'll do it, but he is not in a rush to do it.
1: Here's the other piece of the puzzle that you need to know, and I don't know, and I don't know that anyone outside the Philly circle knows. Sir Anthony Dominguez has been their best reliever. Last night, Brad Hand, who was used in the same exact role Mm -hmm. that Girardi used him, last night couldn't get anybody out. He he made the game exciting. Phillies had a big lead. Uh Uh-oh, all of a sudden it's a one-run game because Brad Hand struggled. He had been statistically one of their better relievers, didn't get the job done last night, stuck by it. The best reliever they have is Sir Anthony Dominguez, has been since the beginning of the season, continues to be. But Girardi used him very protectively that they wouldn't push him. I remember this specific game where uh, they wouldn't bring him in because he pitched two days over the weekend. They didn't play Monday, and he didn't want to bring him in on a Tuesday because uh, he wasn't, quote-unquote, wasn't available. Well, why wasn't he available? I don't know how they're still treating the fact that he's coming off Tommy John. We're pretty well removed from it, but it seems that they have certain limitations on him. Uh, he's the only guy I would turn to other than Kniebel, and I don't know that we have the answer exactly where they think Sir Anthony
2: is in his ability to pitch uh, significant uh, numbers of innings yeah. days in a row and the like. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen him go longer, but I understand that. And the hero of the month is a guy who got uh, well. He got off to a great start, I guess, at home run the first pitch of the year, but had not been playing all that well. Until recently, Kyle Schwarber, who got his 16th home run of the year yesterday. I think he's second in the league in home runs now, uh, and really uh, looking like a valuable pickup. Yes, and
1: hes uh, I told you last week we did this on my night show here on WIP. We came up with a nickname for the Phillies before the season started, the Broad Street Boomsticks, uh, because I thought they had a chance to hit uh, 220 home runs as a team, which would be the all-time Phillies record for a season. Well, I was banking on Schwarber hitting 40. And it wasn't looking like Schwarber was going to be a 40-home run guy. Now, all of a sudden, he does look like a 40-home run guy. And guys like Bohm and Stodd, who were not hitting home runs, who came up huge the other night with the two home runs late in the game to lift them from the come-behind victory. That's what you have to have. If you're going to have a season where you're going to send old-time team home run records. the non-Harper, Schwarber, Castellano guys also have to kick in. And a couple of guys did that in the midst of this eight-game winning streak.
2: Jody, 10 days ago, I had no idea what we were going to do to get through the summer, uh, both in terms of radio and in terms of what am I going to watch every night. Sports is going to be dead, right? NHL, NBA playoffs are going to be over. Not going to be any football until September. Hey, I am I am totally back. Rob Thompson is the, uh, makes the Mount Rushmore of the greatest managers in history of baseball. <laughs> uh, I'm entirely sold, Jody Mack. All right, let me
1: throw one more number at you from last night's Philly game that I uh-huh. mean, means a lot to me. 37,423. Yeah, yeah, That was last night's attendance. It is the third largest uh, uh, attendance for the season, falling only behind the first two days, opening day and the day thereafter. They did 40,000 in both of those games against the A's. The Diamondbacks aren't a draw. They're not a very good team. They don't have any recognizable superstars. Why would you get your third largest crowd of the year? How about a seven-game winning streak? That will do it for you. That's the key. Uh, The famous line from Field of Dreams, "Build that they will come. Here in Philadelphia, it's win and they will come. And I'm perfectly fine with that. Some people get on Philly. Oh, they don't come out. They don't support the team. Oh, no. You win, they'll support the hell out of you. But if you don't win, they're not going to show up out of blind loyalty. We have a good, discerning fan base in this town that understands what winning and losing is and the way that you play and everything else. Uh, So I was actually uh, pretty excited to see that they had their third biggest crowd of the night because, yes, when Philly puts out a winner, Philly will support it to the nines.
2: They did so last night, and I expect an even bigger crowd tonight. It's going to be a good summer. 215 uh, 592 Let's talk to Chris in Newark Hey Chris, how are
0: you? Mac to Mack, what a great idea Fantastic Thank, Thank you, you So, um There's a couple, yeah, it's been great It's been fantastic, I love it Baseball is my heart sport, I want it so bad But there's a couple things that I needed to, to see To let me know that this team is different Especially under the new management uh, And I think they checked off one earlier in the week After the, uh after the, the last game against the Brewers, uh, Joe Giglio came on and said, uh, I didn't expect us to win today, and I would have been fine with it. And I'm going, no, no, no. They needed to sweep that game. That way, they don't go into the home game, uh, the home game, stay, staying uh, three games under, only one game under. Now they're back to 500. Okay, that's, that's one of the boxes. The next box is the upcoming schedule. And, you know, every year we say, okay, after this, the schedule's going to get easy. And what happens every year?
1: No oh, are you going down to Florida Marlin Road that they're up next, and they have been a significant thorn to the side of the Philadelphia Phillies? You were correct about that
0: and and all you know, all the other teams are coming up you know with with the break in the schedule and you heard a couple of the players say that right? said we have you know the schedule gets easier from here on out, and uh you know they say that every year. What I wanted to say is what he said the other day was these are all major league teams and we need to step up and beat them because you know, to be back to 500 now and not to July. I think is huge. It's it's so much more of a springboard. Mm-hmm. So to be able to get back to 500 last night and take off from here, that's what I want to see now. If they go back into the doldrums and start, you know, going 500 or sub 500, 500 against these you know, lesser teams, well, that means we're a lesser team. So yeah, this is this is great, but I want to see it over the next week or so. I hear yeah. Uh,
2: Jody, I, I do have to break it to the fans and I don't mean the one to say it, but they probably will not win every game between now and the end of the year. I, you know, I mean, I like to think they will, but maybe not. They have to his point, not played particularly well against bad teams over the years. Part of that is they haven't been a good team. I mean, they're, they've struggled to be 500 over the last three years. Corey Seidman put this in his uh, story, NBC sports website last night. Over the last three years, the Phillies are 18 games above five hundred against teams with losing records. That's not very good. The Braves are 35 games above five hundred against teams with losing records. You've got to beat those teams. They, they have a history of not doing so.
1: And one stands out like a sore thumb over all the others, and yeah. that's the Miami Marlins, who yeah. just so happened to come to town next after we finish up this weekend season against the uh, the Diamondbacks. And, oh, by the way, they've only played the Marlins one series so far. That was back in the first month in April, and they went down to Florida and lost three out of four. So, uh, yes, they, they have to. I don't know if it's a bugaboo. I don't know if it's karma. I don't know what the deal is. Did we ever do anything to the city of Miami? I don't remember. But uh, other than uh, beat the Dolphins a couple of times, they'd have to be able to beat the Miami Marlins. They've got some good young starting pitching. Uh, one guy, Lizardo, was hurt, which I think kind of handicaps them a little bit. Um, but, yeah, you've got to win two out of three this week. I know that he just said, Joe Gilio said, oh, I didn't expect him to win the Milwaukee game. Well, when I was on the air Monday night, I said, just win series. I know they had the winning streak going. It would be great if they win all the games against Milwaukee. Oh, they did. I didn't necessarily – I was with Joe on that one. I didn't know that that was going to happen. Just make sure you win every single series. Well, they already got a sweep in Milwaukee. Now they've got the first one here. They only got to get one of the next two to win the series. Uh, again, you, you are correct when you say if you think uh, that Rob Thompson is going undefeated the rest of the year, eh, let's let's slow the roll a little bit. Um, just win series, and sure enough, you'll continue to move up
2: on the Atlantas and the Mets in, in the division. Yeah, it seems like the Marlins have been spanking him since the days of Jeff Conine, right? Remember <laughs> and, that? And, and, an
1: ex-Marlin who came here and uh, still found a way to beat him. went back. To, I believe went back to Florida afterwards
2: and still found a way to help out to beat the Phillies. Yeah, In- including when he played for the Phillies. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. We got a lot of good stuff coming up. We do believe we're going to have John Heyman. although I just got a note from him. May or may not happen. One of the insider calls presented by BetQL. BetQL is here to help us make better bets through real proven analytics. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. We're also going to talk to our pal Anthony Sanfilippo. Let's be honest, Jody. He got his start with us as a producer. He owes everything to us. All success. (laughs) Uh, is doing a great series um, on the 50 greatest calls in Philly's history. Which he's been posting 10 a day, and they're just fantastic. So, we're going to go over some of those with uh, him and have a good time. We'll talk some Eagles coming up next. A couple of really pertinent issues involving the head coach and OTAs. And yeah, we want to take your calls. 215 592 9494. Jody McDonald and Glenn Mac now. It is 94 WIP. Uh, hey, are you tired of dealing with your old drink?